With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Bleach of the Speakers. I'm your host. And I got my dog with me, man. You can introduce yourself. Foster Child, back with another episode. We made it to week two, bro. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> Was there any doubt that we we make it this far? Nah, nah, nah. We had we, nah, we, had, only, we good for at least two episodes, bro. Two, you know. Hey, you know, we, we, we I want to jump right into this Lions stuff, man. We talk of Detroit Lions, of course. Uh, but there's been a bit of a curveball to the show, Foster. Like, yesterday was a, what I feel was a big signing yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what happened was Detroit Lions, and he was in town before, but nothing ever I think it was a couple of weeks ago, right? Where he actually, uh, Teddy Bridgewater was, was here. Yeah, it was recently. I don't know if it was last week, but it was it was recently. Well, usually when someone comes in this late, you know, especially a quarterback, and they come into the offseason this late to a facility and they visit, they sign like the next day because, you know, you don't have no time to waste. Like, people are in fall camp. Quarterbacks need to learn that, uh, they need to learn that playbook. They need to get acclimated you know what i'm saying so nothing ever came of it when they when he was here but then yesterday we got the news that teddy bridgewater has signed to the detroit lions on a one-year contract teddy two gloves and for me that's huge like i don't expect him to unseat golf golf is our starter that's but last year i didn't know who the backup was (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you can't expect golf to take all, all every snap this year. Two years in a row, you can't. I mean, you just can't assume. I say you can't assume that that's going to be the case. I think that's an unfair ex- expectation, bro. Yeah, you know, quarterbacks. You know, they they're the most susceptible to injury. You know, what I'm saying blindside and late hits or whatever and to take every snap in a season is is great but 
I didn't know who the backup was. So now you have Teddy Bridge, Bridgewater, and you have a better backup than you've had in the past few years. They say since Sean Hill, and that goes back like 10 years, I think. Whew. Oh, man. I mean, I did not know who the second-string quarterback was for the Lions last year. Had no clue. Luckily, no, he wasn't needed. Right, right. You didn't have to. Know. You didn't have to know. He was there, but you didn't have to know. So, what do you think about Teddy, man? You know, I mean, he. Um, this is somebody that we 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 made we put our offer out there. I think around the draft. So we talking about back in April, I believe we we extended yeah. an offer, and he obviously weighed his options and wanted to see where things fell. But um, the most exciting part is that. He played when Dan Campbell was coaching in New Orleans. So Mm -hmm. they've already developed a rapport. And, you know, Dan Campbell was very familiar with Teddy Bridgewater. So, um, you know, I was, you know, as I've been saying previously, we're covering every base. We got as many, we got a whole bunch of running back, a whole bunch of receivers. You know, we we are covering any base that ever needed to be, that ever needed to be covered. And I, the the one position that was still out there that we were kind of like, uh, you know, we expect to have golf for the year, but yeah. I think now we are in a position to where if some, you know, he has, even if it's just a couple plays, you know, he takes a tough hit and has to miss a couple plays. We got a guy in there that has started before he's familiar with Dan Campbell. I don't know how familiar he is with the offense, but he's familiar with Dan Campbell. And I feel like he ha- I feel like Dan Campbell has a uh, belief that if, if if need be, he can come in there and, and can continue to give us an opportunity to win the ball game, even if golf isn't in there. Yeah, we just want a fighting chance if you if you lose your starter quarterback, you know, a, a fighting chance. If you can get a, a, a if your second stringer can give you a fighting chance instead of. Just, oh, we're going to lose this game. We don't have our bag. You know, we need someone that can actually step up if there's an injury. But we don't want to talk too too much about injuries or this, that, and the other. We're going to knock on wood on all that, you know what I'm saying? But it was a good pickup. And, you know, like whenever we do something, whenever they do something good, we, we got to give them a lion's roar. Yeah, we got to give them a lion's roar for that, man. We got to give them a lion's roar for that but we got a a dope show uh ahead of us what me and foster came up with was like we were thinking what are the vital position groups that would dictate a successful season right and looking at what happened last year we took a look at three position groups which is basically let's just keep it a buck the defense right Oh, yeah. The defense last year was a lot less than desirable at times. Um, uh, it got better as the season. But those first few games, when we went one and six, there were a lot of points given up. Right. Absolutely. Defense got a little bit better after, you know, after the first uh, seven games. But I think there were some things and some positions and. Uh, some things that needed to be addressed 
So what we did was we took the defensive line. We're going to take a look at the defensive line, the linebackers, and the D-backs, right? Because we said position groups. Let's just say defense. We're going to talk about the defense. So, Foster, I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to tell you uh, what we look at the defensive line to start off with. You cool with that? Yep. Okay. So, basically, there was one person that was released from the team. And that was the defensive line, and that was Michael Brockers. Okay. And I think uh, what was it? What was the cap hit that they say? Was it ten million? I think you said yeah. I think ten million is what we said. I I, I think it was more. I think it was a uh, a cap move space. I mean a cap space move. But at the same time, I don't remember too many plays that he like. He was, yeah. you know, what I'm saying since his signing, I just don't remember him making a difference on the defense. Right. So they released him. And there's another defensive line, Austin Bryant, mm -hmm. that we lost, and I think he signed somewhere else. I don't know. I know he wasn't waived, or cut, or released. He signed somewhere else. Um, you lose two defensive linemen, and you add Broderick Martin from uh, the draft. Uh, that's the big fella, the the uh, the D tackle, so to speak, from uh, the Western Kentucky. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, let me ask you this, Foster. What do you think about the defensive line as compared to last year? Now, it's kind of crazy because there's not much change. Right. So, I'm putting you on the spot. What do you, what do you think we got so, here? So, I, I think that, well, for one, we have James Houston only played did he play eight games last year? I think he was on a practice squad. I don't even think he made the get. I don't think he made the team out of camp. I think he was on the practice squad. Um, so I think he's one of the biggest factors to watch going into next year. Is he he almost caught Hutchinson for for sacks? He had like eight sacks in seven games, something crazy like that. And, yeah. and um, so it's gonna be interesting to see now that the I feel like he was a people weren't in tune with him yet it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts now that the that we're on the world is on alert about james houston um because that's gonna that's gonna be major to see to see if he has that sophomore slump and if he can keep it keep it moving because aiden hutcherson um was the most was the most double defense alignment last year in the entire nfl that's so crazy if james houston can make an impact it's going to open it up. It's going to open things up for um, Hutch to be able to not be double teamed as much. And, and, you know, he was the, you know, the runner up for defensive player, the rookie defensive player of the year. So I feel like the, the opportunity for him to expand on his game only goes up. Uh, yeah. If James Houston proves to continue um, his path um, outside of that, we brought back Kaminsky. We brought back uh well, I think I think Kaminsky's the only one that we had to actually resign. And then Ro Romeo Aquara, I think he adjust I think mm -hmm. he took a pay cut in order to, to stick around. So right. um I feel like we're gonna be I feel like we have the opportunity to be deep. Um it's just it's just a matter of who who's gonna step up. Um 
Now, yeah. I don't think defensive line was the problem last year in the defense. I, I think it could have been better, but it wasn't a big problem. So you don't see too much movement with the personnel. Like I said, we lost two people that probably hardly played or, or, or made a big significant stamp last year, and we add a rookie from, from the draft. So there's not too much moving around there on the defensive line. I personally thought that the defense, if you looked at the def- defense, the defensive line was the strength of that, uh, of that, uh, of the defense last year. Yeah, definitely. So defensive line, now we're going to move to the linebackers, right? So with the linebackers, we had departures of Chris Board and Josh Woods. Now, no knock to those to those guys. I do not remember them playing. Okay? So I felt like the linebacker core was decent, but we needed better play from the linebacker core than we got last year. We need right. we need better play. There's just no way uh, this team can be successful on a defensive standpoint if the linebacker play doesn't step up or do better. So with that being said, we lose those two, and we add uh, Jalen Reeves-Maven, and we draft Jack Campbell. So I'm gonna put you on blast again, Foster. What's up? What do you think about the linebacking core now? Um, I, I think that going and getting Jack Campbell, that was one of the biggest I, I think that was one of the biggest voids that we had to fill. Um, mm-hmm. especially after free agency. After free agency, we kind of shored up our secondary um quite a bit through free agency. We're gonna get to that. Yeah, yeah, we definitely gonna get to that, but um, but I, yeah, I think it was essential for us to go out and get a uh, a, a linebacker early, early on. Um, mm-hmm. I know um, I, I've been watching. Um, it looks like Derek Derek Barnes is having a good camp because Derek Barnes was here last year, despite the fact that our yes. linebacker struggled. Derek Barnes yeah. was around last year, so I think he's making it a point to uh, take some steps forward this year as well. Um, Anzalone is kind of our mainstay. We re-signed him, brought him back. He, you know, he was mm-hmm. here last year. He played with Dan Campbell in New Orleans as well. Um, so um, I'm, I'm excited to see where we're at after that. As far as Maben, I think Maben's more of a special teams special guy. Team. I want to say that he, yeah. So um, I don't know how much of an impact he's going to make. And then of course we got, we got. I uh, can't forget about Rodriguez. Um, I feel yeah. like, I, yeah, I feel like Rodriguez has a ceiling to him. You know, he was like a sixth round pick. I think he's like a fifth, sixth round pick. I think there is a ceiling to what he can provide for us. Um, but he's now, you know, not a vet, but he was here last year. He was around. He he is is one year, you know, one full year of experience that you know he can bring to the team as well. So. Um, I'm not a hunch. I can't say I'm sold on the linebackers yet. We just gonna have to. We, we just gonna have to see. But I do remember one person that I forgot to mention as far as the defensive line. Josh Pascal. Josh Pascal was mm-hmm. a was a was a was a um, was a second round draft pick, I believe, last year. He was hurt for the okay. first half of the year. 
he was like he was like Jamison Williams, where he missed um, a lot of the early parts of the year. But um, he's now had a full a full year to because um, I saw one of his interviews and he said that he's so much more comfortable coming into this year, having been, you know, been on the field for a half a year. And just, you know, it, it's so it's a wonder what a, a year uh, a, a year makes when you've actually got to get you got a chance to experience things, learn the playbook. And um, he's he's 100 percent healthy this year. He's going into the year healthy so he can play a full, you know, preseason as well. because He didn't play any preseason last year. So I'm, he's going to be a pivotal pivotal part to our defensive line, too, because he plays inside and out. Yeah. So, you know, I forgot about Josh and I did read about, you know, I'd been paying attention to him, but I just didn't have it in my notes. But yes, he's a part of the the linebacking core. And when we're done with all this, we'll show we'll we'll talk about the depth chart, you know, the defensive depth chart. And then it'll give you a, a even more perspective on the personnel as well. So um I feel the linebacking core, if the difference maker for me is is what Barnes can do. Now I'm hearing yeah. great things out of camp, and uh, when he was drafted, I expected big things out of him. He's a, he's out of Purdue. He had a motor, and he just his rookie season he didn't live up to it, and last year he didn't live up to it. So uh, I'm hearing good things though, and I think it starts with. Uh, the overall improvement of Barnes and overall improvement of Martinez. So we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. Rodriguez. Um, Rodriguez. I said Martinez. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> Rodriguez. You know, it was he fifth or sixth round? I, was he that low on the it was it was later. It was like it was after I know it was after Kirby Joseph. I want to say it was like fifth round. Now, now do you remember? Did you watch Hard Knocks last year? I did not catch much of that, which is crazy. But, well, yeah. okay, I'm gonna tell you. Like in one of the episodes, the linebacking co- coach was watching, um, was watching him, right? And he was like, "Look, this is a rookie, and he's doing everything right. He's yeah. the best looking linebacker we got." And they were showing the film on him, and they just knew, like, he's doing everything right. Look at him. So I knew he was going to be good. And he he made some plays early. I think he kind of fizzed out at near the end of the year. But I think um, he kind of got hurt too. I want to say his elbow was wrapped up or something. He, yeah. He had, yeah. So, you know, that linebacking core is very vital. I think they'll be better this year. Uh, I think the addition of Jack Campbell makes them stronger. I yes. think the emergence of Barnes can make them better. So we'll see. We'll see. Um now this next position group, which is the lot which is the, the, the DBs, we got to do better, fellas. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. This is this is the group that that really let me down last year. Like it was it was torture. They were giving up. It was it was bad. It was bad. Um, so they lines the departures from the from the D backs are uh 
Deshaun Elliott. Um, <laughs> Mike Hughes. I like Mike Hughes. I'm sorry. I, I wish, you know, for depth purposes, uh, we could have kept Hughes. Um, We're deep, though. We are. Well, at the time we weren't deep, but we're the the deep back position is deep now. So, but and we, um, I can't pronounce his name. Amani, oh, a warrior. So you say it better. Yeah, you say it better. Say it again. A warrior, I believe. A warrior. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Okay, I thought last year. The year before last, he led the team in interceptions, and I'm thinking, yeah. okay, he's going to be a beast next year, right? Right. <laughs> oh. Penn State, I think. You went to Penn State? Yeah, he went to Penn State. But, he, you know, I should have known because him and Jabuda, they were touchy-feely, grabby, and – I see a corner that's always holding and grabbing, and it it makes me think that they don't have the confidence to 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 run with wide receivers or or keep up with them. So they're always they were always they were too hands you know they was too handsy. Yes, and they were all they get called they got called for a lot of penalties, especially a, a, a Rarie or how how you say his name. Man. A war, a warrior, I believe. A warrior was getting yeah. called for penalties left and right, and when they threw a flag on him, I said, "Yep, I believe it." I didn't even have to see the replay. Yep, you called it on him. Yeah, he he did that. Yeah, he did. He did that. Whatever they said, he did it. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they said he did it. He did it. Yeah. But then you get you lose those three, and I'm thinking with those losses, I'm not upset. Uh, I want to. I did like Hughes. But then the additions, right? <laughs> the additions made you forget who you lost, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, you gained uh, Mac McCain, who I do not have uh, any idea who that is. You, you signed Cameron Sutton from the Pittsburgh Steelers. You signed uh, Manuel Mosley from the 49ers. And he, currently he's on the physically un, unable to perform list. And you got D, uh, the defensive back, C.J. Gardner, which I would have never thought we'd have got. Right. So looking at it, with what you lost and you gained, and I'm just saying you gained Sutton and Gardner, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, it's a win as far as takeaways and losses of personnel. Just those two. No, not, you know, not trying to downgrade the other acquisitions, but just those two make the defensive backfield that much better. What do you think, Foss? So the one, there's, see, Hughes, okay, he didn't really stick out to me too much, but I will say that I was, um, the one loss that I did kind of like was Deshaun Elliott. Elliot wasn't someone that covered well, but he. You like the loss? No, no, no. What I'm saying is that I no. I'm what I well. I, I said that wrong. What I meant to say was <laughs> I like Deshaun Elliot. Although, although we okay. lost him, he was somebody that I liked because he used to be. He was a a heavy hitter. I feel like I feel like he couldn't cover too well, but I feel like he used to lay the wood. Um, 
But as far as who we gained, um, I think Cam Sutton is definitely by far our best cover corner. Well, as of our healthy, our most most healthy cover corner. Um, mm-hmm. um, CJ Gardner Johnson, I think he is probably the. I, I feel like he's the heart and soul of of our defense thus far. So that's obviously a, a big deal. Um, and then we just gonna have to wait and see about um, Mosley. Um, I don't I don't yeah. know because I think he ha- he had to have like that. This was a surgery that that wasn't necessarily expected, or I feel like that was something that wasn't necessarily a part of the plans. But um, in the meantime, we got guys like Brian Branch who is having a crazy camp. Like that's just all I. He's the most reoccurring theme that I've heard throughout um, camp thus far. Um, Jerry Jacobs, Jerry Jacobs right now is, is our other, the other side of the field. That's our, that's our other corner um, starting corner until Mosley comes back. And I feel like he's got a, a, I I follow him on Twitter and he's got a crazy chip on his shoulder. He feels that people are sleeping on him um, because when a war, a and Okuda were, were struggling. Jerry Jacobs was our mainstay at corner at the, you know, at that, this current moment. Um, but one one guy, this guy is uh, undrafted out of uh, I don't even know what college you went what college you went to, but his name is Starling Thomas. I keep hearing his name. I keep he, hearing his name as well. And, and um, he's gonna be one of those guys that's gonna get tons of playing time during the preseason because they don't have anything to lose with him. Like you know he 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 wasn't drafted, so they don't have a lot of they don't have. They don't have to protect him, you know, from, you know, because he may or may not make the team. He might make a practice squad, but I continue to hear his name. And then one other guy, uh, his last name is uh, Gilmore. Um, his his, his yeah, brother they play, about plays him. for the Bills. I don't know if that's Stefan or Stefan, whatever the case may be, but he's another name that I keep hearing. And um, so it's going to be real. I mean, I think the this is the deepest – defensive backfield that we've had in a very long time. And um, mm-hmm. I feel like this is a definite strength um, as far as between your defensive line, your linebackers and your defensive backs. I feel like by, I feel like this is the, uh, the one defensive um, group that we are stacked. And, and I didn't even mention uh, if he, if he out of out of Syracuse, he actually played. He actually played yeah. with my brother, at Syracuse. He's, uh, he's another. They got him at safety. Yes, and and he was is a former corner, but he moved he moved to safety. Um, mm-hmm. We're stacked. Tracy Walker. I didn't mention Tracy Walker is coming back from. Yeah. Is, is coming back from injury last year, so we are loaded at, in in the defensive backfield. Well, what we can do is we can talk about the uh, the depth chart. In its uh, entirety, okay. And for those those that are watching, we'll we'll check it. You'll be able to see it. You ain't got to take our word for it. And for our audio listeners, we'll just tell you what what we see now. We're just talk, we're going to focus on the defense, right? Yes. So as you yes. look across, and you look across the line, you have Charles Harris at defensive end, Aline McNeil at your D tackle. Isaiah Big Bugs at your other D tackle, 
Aiden Hutchinson at your DN. They have Derek Barnes at the starting linebacker. And you got Alex Anazon. I can't pronounce his name. Anzalone. Um, Anzalone at the uh, other linebacker. And you got uh, Cam Sutton at the corner, which is not surprising. And you have Jerry Jacobs, the guy you talked about, uh, at the other uh, at the other corner. At nickel, you got uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. At safety, Tracy Walker and Kirby Joseph. Now, backing those positions up, you got at one end, John Kaminsky. Uh, and you have – you go ahead and say that name, Foster. Levi – <laughs> oh. Anzarike? Uh, uh, yeah, Anzarike. Okay. Um, and then you have at the other D tackle, Broderick Martin, the rookie. You have Josh Pascal, who we talked about. Um, Jack Campbell at the linebacker. Malcolm Rodriguez. I didn't call him Martinez this time. <laughs> Helps I can read it. It hit different. A Chase Lucas at corner, and you have Starling Thomas, the backup corner. Uh, Brian ba- Branch as your nickel. Second string, you got Iffy at your just second string. We're just going to call him Iffy. Yeah. And you have Savion Smith at the other safety. Third string. Now, these are some interesting names on third string because it just shows the depth. You have yeah. uh you have Julian, say his last name. Aquora. Aquora. <laughs> you have that person. You have Christian Covington at D tackle. You have uh Benito Jones at D tackle. You have James Houston, third string <laughs> on the yeah. depth chart. Uh, Anthony Pittman at linebacker, Jalen Reeves, Maven, Stephen Gilmore at corner, Khalil Dorsey at the other corner, Will Harris. We're familiar with Will Harris, and he's him. on the third third string. Uh, Brady Breeze, the other safety, and Brandon Joseph. And I think the way they have this is you have Corey Durden, Chris Smith. Uh, Romeo, uh, Julian's brother, um, they're not in the depth chart. Um, you have Trevor Navask, T. Hayes, and I don't know why Emmanuel Mosley is. Yeah, well, because he, he's hurt. Because he's hurt. So he, he's moving up once he's healthy. <laughs> if if looking at that depth chart, I'm not mad at the roster at all. Like, a lot of these guys getting cut, by the way, because this, this, they gotta, they gotta <laughs> trim, trim it down. By the way, to, to what fifty or something like that. It's a fifty-three man roster at the end of the day. Yeah, because they do a couple cuts. I think they do another cut in, uh, after the first week of the season or so, I believe. But right, yeah. But this, looking at this on paper, I am not mad at the depth chart. Uh, hopefully you'd like to see a couple of these people. Like I was really, really thinking Jack Campbell would be listed as a starter. 
but that just means Derek Barnes stepped it up. Um, yeah. And looking at this, you they're they're running what uh, four down linemen, two linebackers, yeah. three corners. So that's why you and only I, see two. And linemen. I think that interchanges. I would I would assume depending, depending on upon what the, the offense, offense you're facing. Running, yeah, yeah. Depending on Jack, off, Jack Campbell is definitely the third ish linebacker out of that. You know, for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. So. That's the defense in a nutshell um, where um, I myself am, I don't want to say impressed, but I'm not mad at what we have as far as the defense. I think we've upgraded. Um, We've upgraded. I think we're. Uh, I think we should be a lot better than what we were last year, de- defensively as a unit, and a lot of it has to do with the linebacking core and the cornerback additions. What do you think, Foss? Overall, yeah. On paper, you know, obviously, until we get on the field and and put it all together, there's no telling. But from what I can see, I I think we're definitely stronger. Um, on off on all fronts um we didn't make like like you said we didn't make a lot of additions uh, on the defensive line so um with everybody being more healthy than last year because i feel like charles harris who was our our opposite of hutch is the starting defensive end i feel like he was hurt last year maybe um yeah or he had a he had a down year because the year before harris had like that was his that was his his uh contract year and he had like eight nine sacks or something like that um yeah. so yeah we right now everybody's everybody's healthy josh pascoe's healthy roderick martin's coming in um we gotta yeah they i feel like we we didn't make a lot of improvements but from within we uh you know we're a, a stronger cast because we're healthier so um so yeah, I, I think the linebackers is is really that's really the the um the the group that I want to see improve and get better because um, we got thrashed, uh, you know, as far as rushing wise last year, and I feel like that fell back on our linebacking core. So, you know what, Foster? I totally this is totally off subject, but we have to give. Five to ten seconds for a commercial break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Had to do that. We do have a couple of sponsors. We kind of went over time, but Got to pay the bills, man. We ain't you. We're not used to that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we talk defense. We talk defense. We have to show the offense some love. So with that being said, we have our player of the week and it's an offensive player. And we're going to feature this guy in Foster. I hope you've done your homework on this guy. Tell us about this man, Sam LaPorter. Iowa, out of Iowa, tight end. 
Yeah, so um, the highlighted player this week is Sam Laporta. He's a tight end out of Iowa. You know, Iowa is a a bit of a tight end you. You know, we've had they've had guys such as um, Hawkinson, as well as um, George Kittle come out of Iowa. So they they've already they're known for developing great tight ends. Um, but just mm-hmm. to give you guys some background on Sam Laporta, um, he was a three star recruit. Um, and he played DB wide receiver, uh, DB wide receiver and tight end in high school. So he has that background of athleticism. Um, he ran a four, he went a four, five, two, 40 yard dash. Um, so he, he, he grades well af- athletically. Um, I'm going to get into He some doesn't of run a four, five, two now though. He, they put, they bulked him up a little bit, but he's still pretty, he has quick feet though. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't want um, to hear everybody thinking we got a four or five. We got a four right. or five speed. And we don't, that right, was in right. high school. That was, that, was a high, okay, that was okay. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, so just to <laughs> give you a little breakdown of what his strengths and weaknesses are. Um, we'll start with the weaknesses. His weaknesses are his strength. He's not the biggest, like he doesn't, um, as far as his blocking and things of that nature, that's what he doesn't flourish in the best. Um, his, his arm length, and his uh, bench was was one of the few scores that didn't um, that 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 didn't sell as well. Um, but as far as his strengths, um, definitely his ability to run after the catch. Like I said, he, he he's a pretty fleet of foot tight end. So uh, the the short and intermediate routes are the ones that he does the, the best in. And uh, I think that's one of the one of the his roles that he had in college. Uh, was just being able to the check down routes and being able to create things after the catch. Um, I was looking at his numbers and he his production his last two years was pretty good as far as his receptions, but he didn't score a lot of touchdowns. Um, I want to say that was due to the fact that um, he one of his one of his other weaknesses is his catch radius, and that's basically his ability to like jump balls and. Those are some of the those are some of the ways that he um, needs to improve on. It's just being able to catch radius is there's like a, a imaginary circle, you know, when the, that a receiver's arm goes up and and what they're able to obtain, and um, that's one of the things that he struggled at. So um, I would not be surprised if in the red zone they the Lions lean on the Brock Wrights and the James Mitchells of the world. Because it seems like uh, Sam Laporta um, flourishes more in the open field and not so much in the close yardage situations, which is why he only had one touchdown despite having, I think he had like 50 plus catches his junior and senior year. Um, well, the thing, but hold on, but the thing about that is Iowa's offense was a lot to be desired too. Like he right, was probably. Absolutely. The- they focused on him because he was the one that would they had to look out for. He was the primary target and he, you know, he might have led them in receptions. Probably. probably. But for for the last two years, that offense, the Iowa offense was not explosive by any means. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, But yeah, so um, so over overall, he um, he had he's a pretty well-rounded tight end. He doesn't have one particular a- attribute that jumps out at you. 
Um, but one of the one of the the one thing that was impressive to me his senior year, he tore his meniscus in the last game of the year, and came and came back for the for the uh, the bowl game. Of course, your last game to the bowl game is a month or so in separation. Um, but just mm-hmm. the simple fact that he was willing to, because he knew that he was going to go, you know, early, you know, first, second, you know, he, he was going to go sure. early, early on in the draft. But the fact that he was willing to put it all on the line and come back for a quote unquote meaningless bowl game, I think that showed, you know, some serious heart and dedication uh, to, you know, put it on the line like that. So um, I definitely liked, uh, like seeing something like that from him. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to him. I think he had a great camp this. Uh, he's had a great camp this far. He's um, you know showed out, and I think that he's probably going to be tight end one, possibly one A one B going into this year. So um, we will see. Because second round, thirty fourth pick, he was almost a first round pick. So yeah, yeah, high expectations but for that. Usually they don't draft tight ends in the first round unless you're a lion and of the old regime but anyway I can can say first round first pick you know Eric Ebron (laughs) oh god yeah Yeah, you're right right. Uh, I'm sorry I apologize for for that we gotta give it up for Sam man get that man the lion roar for that man so Foster we We've talked about the position groups in depth. It's time for you to rant, man. You got a foster rant for us this week? Who we? Well, you know, <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like the rants are going to be so much more potent and epic when uh, once we've seen them. You know, obviously, we got to hear about the inner squad. You know, matchup between the Giants. In practice, anyways, between the Giants and Lions. Um, but you know, upcoming, we got we got an actual preseason game. So we'll really get an opportunity to see where we're at. Um, but we gotta put it all together. The hype is the hype is high. The hype is high, you know, even and more that game hype. Is Thursday, right? Friday. Friday. That game is Friday, and we yeah. will definitely recap. The game, yes. I know it's just preseason, but we're gonna talk about it. We definitely next show talk we're talking about the preseason game. I don't it is what it is. We can't talk about training camp and depth charts the whole offseason. We're gonna get right to it. We're gonna dissect this game and see what we see. I think yeah. uh whether they're first string, second string, or third string, we need to know what they're doing. We need to, we need to know, we need to see fundamentals, we need to see uh we need to see something. And we're gonna talk yeah. about it on this show. So absolutely. So yeah, we got we got to um, we got to put it all together and 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 because we gonna be on we gonna they gonna be watching they gonna be watching to see what what we bring to the table and they gonna run through it with a fine tooth comb if 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 something don't look right. So we we got to be on. Point. I'm not gonna be overly critical. I'm just gonna be observant, right? Uh, I've seen many a times where Lions have won majority of their preseason games and got into the season and it didn't look like they did in preseason. I've seen where they look terrible in preseason. And so it's not a gauge of what's to happen. 
Yeah. But, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. And we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to be in the building as well. So I want to feel man. the energy. I, I want to feel that. I want to feel this is game one of the preseason. And I want to feel where the what the energy. I want to feel the energy of of this. You know, of the beginning of this season. I feel some kind of way, man. You notice, Foster is the only one that said he's going to be in the building, not us. <laughs> he's going without me. I, I, never mind, man. I'm ready to end the show, man. I'm ready to end the show, man. I've, I've, I've I'm disgusted. Y'all might not see me next week, now. <laughs> Hey man, I've been looking for a replacement, man. I just nah, nah, nah. Foster, you good, bro? You good? I, good. I, I wish I'd have known you were going to the game. I'd have went. I surely yeah. would have went. It might not be too late. I still might be able to get tickets. Nah, it's probably not too late. What's the day? It's uh it's Tuesday. What time is it? Seven o'clock. Eight o'clock prime time. The game, the game, yeah, the game is like you know, seven, eight, something like that. I'm getting off of here, man. I'm about to look for me a ticket, man. Shout out to the to the viewers. Tune in to us next week, Motor City Mets. If you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe. You can check us out here every Tuesday at eight o'clock. When the season rolls around, we are going to do two shows. We're going to do a pregame show and we're going to do an after game, a post game show. So we'll be doing two shows um, a week. Uh, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here, Foss? No, sir, man. Tune, tune in. Tune in this Friday for the first preseason game, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up with y'all next next Tuesday for the uh, for the recap. We also have audio, and I'll post the links for audio. It'll be, you can look us up on Spotify. You can look us up on Apple iPod as well. Uh, the audio will premiere on Wednesdays, Wednesday morning. I'm going to set it up for like six o'clock in the morning. So it'll be there by the time you wake up or start your day. If you work out, if you drive to work, if you're working, cleaning the house and you don't have time to watch us here, you can listen to it. This exact same show on, uh, through audio, through Apple Podcast, through the Google Podcast, through uh, Spotify, and I'll post links. So I'll make sure you get that information. So with that being it, we'll see you next week.